ready. Doing the landry. We're ready? Rock and roll. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. My microphone is way too low because it's set up for AKA where I really get into it. But here, there. I'm Katie. I'm Sean. Welcome to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. This is episode 127. Are I'm you sure s- about that? I am. And I'm so competitive. Mm-hmm. Someone told me. Mm-hmm. So we were in Orlando. Orlando. Mm-hmm. I love the way you say that. <laughs> we were in Orlando and we ran we into some old friends. And we did. It was really cool to connect with people. Two things happened. Okay. One, I didn't realize how much I was missing going to, mm-hmm. uh, for lack of a better description, a fan jam or creator a, event. Yeah, like a convention. And you get to seeing, meet other weirdos like us. Yeah, and and seeing people in person. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of friends that we know from Los Angeles that we ran into, and. It was great. It was really fun uh, until the competition set in. Why were you competitive? Well, just because my inner monologue is Allie and Max, do they have more episodes or some of their podcasts? Yeah, our friends uh, Allie and Max have Mm -hmm. a podcast, uh, Fit Heads. It's great. Mm -hmm. I've been on it. Yeah, it's very interesting. I I like their take and they're wonderful people. But Allie said, oh, how many episodes are you up to on your podcast? And I said, I don't know. And I didn't know it, it was... Mm-hmm. Off the top of my head, I said, maybe 130. She goes, oh, we just put out episode 130 as well. I was like, amazing. We've put out the same amount. But we hadn't. We're a couple behind. Well, no. we had to move. They haven't moved. Well, also, we've had a couple of weeks where we've had to take off, you know. And but That's funny that they're almost at the exact same. I'm a filthy liar. Now you're, I have to no, now I have to cop to it. I'm going to say, hey. You have to let Allie know you lied to her. Liar. That girl goes, man. She's, yeah. she's like the Energizer bunny. It's like a yeah. zillion projects and they're all kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, she keeps it going. Yeah, it was it? So we went to Playlist Live, and it was wonderful to meet a lot of you and to see a lot of you, and to get to see one member of our community was like Katie, and I was like, oh, I met you in 2019, and she's like, Yeah, but to this year, my mom's here, and I was like, Nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. And I think, like to your point, I I didn't realize how much I missed it. And when they asked, they reached out about VidCon earlier this year. I was like, I'm not ready. And not that I regret it because almost everybody got COVID, but I do kind of because I, I, I like not only seeing members of our community and getting to like, like hug you, talk to you in person, but I also just miss the camaraderie of the community of creators and being able to see people creating out in the wild, like in the lobby and also getting to hear about what panels people are on and what's happening and in the back side of things, catching up with everybody and, oh, this person. Because the thing that's interesting about YouTube is like like John Carl, a friend of ours, has been at like a bunch of different companies. And last we knew he was at Studio 71 and now he's at somewhere else. And uh, Monica, our old partner manager, is now at Spotter. So we get to kind of see where people are at and catch up with them that way. And I like hearing about what they're working on and all the things. It's like your coworkers yes. that you don't get to see that often. Except yeah. for you, I see you every day. And we see each other Which ev- is ev- the way I wanted it. That's why we got married. I was like, every waking moment. <laughs> I want to see her every day. So I'm going to tell her to quit her job and start. <laughs> I remember when I was a teenager, like I really loved that song. And then a few, after listening to it with my brother a little bit, I was like, Nick, this song is kind of creepy. He's like, I know, like total stalker vibes. I don't think he said total stalk- stalker vibes. People didn't talk like that back then. I think he said, I know that dude sounds like a stalker. Bra. And I said, tubular, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoa. It was 1996. Guy's a total stalker, bra. <laughs> no, we're not from California. So, yeah. There was none of that. Sting is an interesting person. Mm-hmm. Turtle Dreams and all those other albums that he put out. I pers- 
personally, I prefer Sting from the Police. You know, there was a yes. was like new wave and punk roots, and it was really every good. little thing she does is magic. Yeah, that, it's more poppy. That's a bop. You know, I it, like a bop. Me too. And if you get the greatest hits for the Police, it's fantastic. That's One. what I. That's all I had on CD before I got rid of my CDs because now that's old. Mm. Can you imagine? Kids these days won't even know what CDs are. I think I've told the story before about my nephew, Justin. A cassette? A cassette? What is a cassette, Uncle Sean? What do you mean? <laughs> it's got music on it. Oh, like a CD? Now. Now? Like what? His kids are going to be like, what the heck is a CD? I know why it's not going to know. Yeah. Uh, but the police have a ton of great bops, right? They do. They also have really awesome deeper tracks. Can I, have a, can I share a funny story about Sting? Sure. So I used to nanny every summer after school in you college. You Sting? No, but it's more funny than that. That would be cool. This is funny. So I used to nanny every summer, these two girls from London, and I loved it. And I loved to, I ran into their mom randomly when I was a sales rep years and years and years ago. And I was like, Sally, it was so, you know, I still love them, would love to see them. Anyways, when I nannied them and they came in, their mom rented this house in Malibu. And the owners were lovely too. And they loved Sting. The wife loved Sting. A lot of lo uh, wives love Sting. I, I have my uh, suspicions why. I, but. They probably have a crush on him from like childhood. But she, when I say she had every album, I didn't even realize Sting had created so much music. And so periodically the girls and I would just put on a random terrible Sting song and like dance around like weirdos because the music's so weird. It's adult contemporary for But then sure. when I met the owner of the house, she dresses like in like white silk suits with like a bright blue scarf, like Sting, like, like Sting hmm. when he's in his tantric sex phase and stuff. It's just weird. Anyways, very funny. And I just find it weird that there was like this, well, also it was a hidden compartment. So like you push on this wall and that's where like the CD player is. And it was just a whole stack of like 50 of Sting CDs. And I was like, this is, this is very intense. Some people are really into Sting. I there got were no other CDs. Once I heard his solo music, I was like, man, it's not for me. I'm not saying it's bad. Me it just either. wasn't for me. I'm not into the new agey things like that. I'm a hippy dippy in some ways, but not like that. If we, you know what we should buy on vinyl next? Oh, what? we should get Zenyatta Mondata or Ghost in the Machine or Bef Synchronicity. The so many ideas. The police albums are amazing. Before There's we buy any new albums, can you do me a favor? Get a receptacle for the albums. Oh yeah. I'm just stacking them on, the, not mm -hmm. stacking, but I lean them in, on the floor. Mm -hmm. I do. I need to find a, a, a good filing system. Yep. I looked for quite some time and then I threw my hands up in disgust. <laughs> I don't know how your hands can be disgusting, but I threw them up in disgust. Mm -hmm. And um, In disgust, not well, as disgust, you know. Yeah, because basically you put your albums in a milk crate. As an adult, a milk crate in the living room isn't as acceptable. So I've looked for, you know, a wood vessel or well, an remember, aluminum I was like, we one. should get a, like a welded smooth, no rough edges thing that like almost like files sit outside of a doctor's office, but bigger. So he can, I wish my dad was alive because he could weld that for us. Like, well, now. that's the thing I looked and they have simple implements like that or not implements, but uh storage Organizational containers, storage. Mm -hmm. but they want like 90 bucks for a metal bracket. I'm mm -hmm. like, but like, would have taken my dad like five seconds to make exactly. You know, so it's it's a little frustrating. I think there's a business there to be had. I, I don't have the time, the knowledge, the wherewithal, or any of it to we do it. We should go down to our local record store and ask them who they talk with. Yeah. What they recommend. But like CB2, 
uh, Crate and Barrel too, yeah, tries right. to sell you this this uh, wood veneer one, and they want like $190. I'm like, that. Oh, I haven't seen that. That's ridiculous. Okay. That's ridiculous. Then I went the Etsy route, which mm-hmm. I love Etsy. Me too, but oh. even more expensive. It's crazy. Well, yeah. It's like, uh, this is personalized. I said, I don't need a I don't need it. Just fuck it. What's your generic? Yeah. Right? What's the generic cost? Etsy. Anyways. So that's a little bit about music and what's yep. going on in our lives. Sting. Um, we were coming back from Orlando and I, I had a moment mm-hmm. just like that. We didn't catch it, COVID also. I know. So I far, it might be chasing us, but it hasn't caught us yet. Yeah. COVID be gone. Well, I was, we took our test and I was like, I'm sure we caught it. I failed the test though. <laughs> Sean, so we took it. I'm, I'm negative for COVID, but I failed the test. Yeah. Sean took the test and immediately said, well, shit, I guess I have COVID. And I was like, what? And I'm like doing mine. So I'm like, hold on a minute. So I'm like, swirl, 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 you know, and then I drop it in. They got to wait 15 minutes. So I got it all ready to go. And then I went over and looked at his and I was like, no, you don't have COVID. And I was like, did you read the instructions? And he was like, I thought so. I thought I did. And so he pulled his instructions back out and immediately was like, oh yeah, it's negative. I'm, in my defense, I really think that this COVID test packaging is terrible. You're it's really, very simple, Sean. Mm, 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 not it, the one, one that step I had. one, step two, and then it shows you negative results. And yours was clearly just one line under the C, which stands for control, which they tell you. See, I don't think a line should show up at all if you, you know, only one line if you have COVID. They have to have the control so it shows that it works. Because if you don't get anything, that test was not valid. Okay. I guess it's like a pregnancy test kind of, I think I peed on one of those ones. I was, I also, (laughs) I also was pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. It looks like I'm pregnant too. Oh my God. My, my friend Kelsey Darrow, when I posted the, I think I probably shared this when I posted the COVID that it was positive when we got it back in March, she was like, Oh shit, girl, I'm so sorry. You're pregnant. And I was like, I am not. She She doesn't even know me. And, uh, she knows I don't want children. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I've been on her podcast and I've known, I've talked to her. <laughs> she was like, I'm, that looks just like a pregnancy test. And I was like, no, I'm not pregnant with COVID. Don't worry. Well, speaking of pregnant people, mm-hmm. so we were in Orlando coming back. Ooh, I got to turn that off. Holy bejesus. It's Sean's first time. Okay. And when we were in the airport, Katie oh, was yeah, punching yeah. into the machine to get our tickets because she's mm-hmm. so great. She like takes care of me. If If I didn't have you, I would. I would probably get lost as soon as I entered the door. I'm like, where do I go? What did, what would Katie do? Before we WWKD. Talk- <laughs> no, it's funny though. I'm the I'm the organizer of our couple. Can we get a t-shirt made like that that says WWKD? KD. Be like therapist Katie on a couch. Be like, hmm. um, but while I'm doing that and putting in our confirmation letters or whatever, which stood like if you read the letters, it was like blah. I thought that was really funny. But anyway, just across the way, like our little what do you call those things Kiosk. kiosks are backed up against another kiosk where a gentleman in his i'd say 70s was doing it and it was so funny because his wife was like letting him do it and he really was having a hard time and so every so often when he'd just be sitting there like this she'd be like okay honey now you have to add the bag see see where the plus we have two bags and he'd be like oh. like he just had such but she let him but she also was like trying to help from afar. Mm. And it really cracked me up because then we saw them later and she's like, well, honey, we have to go this way. Remember what, what gate did they tell you? And then he was like, gate 46. And she's like, see, and he's like, we need to go this way. And she's like, yes. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> she let him like pretend to it. be in charge. That's how you learn, you know? Mm -hmm. Someone lets you sort of, they give you the training wheels. You got to do it. Yeah. But it was just funny. And he had this weird like glove on his hand. And I was like, why? But maybe it's like got that copper or whatever that people do for arthritis. Right. It was just a very funny pair. And it, I loved seeing them around the airport as she kindly would guide him as he got lost. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I could take this conversation in a million directions just because we're refreshed. We're, we've been out in the wild. We've been out. But the pregnancy. Oh. I think this is very okay. funny. Okay. Oh, yes. No. no. So uh, as Katie's punching in the information on the kiosk, I look across the way and there's a woman and she did something and it, it made me think of the movie Superman. It's because we were trying, we just finished and we were trying to like, we had to navigate past her and so did someone else right. and now, her you, child. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, if you remember the movie Superman, mm -hmm. when Superman crashes to earth, he's mm -hmm. like a little baby. Mm -hmm. And then um, they, they lift the car. Oh no, wait, no, that, he I'm wrong. Superman car. lifted the car. Okay, so but the point being is that we were we were there and this lady, as we're walking by, she had a baby carriage, a a, a separate baby thing. She had okay, so she had a stroller and a car seat kind of thing. Yeah. And that was, you know, those snap into strollers. She had the one that it was a dual because she had like a two-year-old and then she had like a newborn. So she had the the little newborn one up top snap and then the other. Right. So yeah, and it was full with, you know, all the shit they need. She she gripped it and ripped it. She put her hand on it and she lifted it like a, a, like the a whole, lateral raise. The whole stroller, like, not just the She-Hulk. And with a baby in it. And it, she moved it out of the way. How much does that weigh? Probably like 50, 60 pounds seemed like. I couldn't do Maybe that. Maybe more. I don't know. Those things she, are so heavy. And she wasn't a very large lady. She was like a more just, of a petite like, frame, like a regular. Yeah, just a regular lady. She she lifted it, and as she did that, she grabbed the suitcase with mm -hmm. her other hand, mm -hmm. while her husband was watching a football game on a screen, and he was like, <laughs> "He didn't do any of that, but he was like spaced out, not helping at all." I couldn't believe what I saw, and he didn't notice what she did. I noticed, and I dropped a sly wink to her. He didn't. I was like, "That's amazing." She wasn't paying attention. No, she, she wasn't. Was too busy doing like five thousand things, focusing, lifting all that weight. So. I was like, oh my God, that was a, a super feat of strength. Yeah, and Sean's like, that mom strength is crazy. And I, I couldn't stop talking. I was talking like, that's because we've been raised without pockets from childhood. We, we Katie <laughs> and I are walking down the, the walkway to our uh, gate. And between the gate, now it, it was a holiday weekend where people are traveling with all sorts of it shit. It was way busier than we realized because even when I said yes to playlist, I forgot that it's always on Labor Day weekend and I just didn't never think about it. I think women are superheroes and here's why. <laughs> On that walk to gate 53, mm -hmm. it's not that long. It's a couple of minutes. Eight minutes the most. Maybe. You know, when you're lollygagging. We the, also were looking for food. Hit the restroom. You know, you yeah. do the, the things. Magazine stand. You get some yeah. water. Get cheese. some water. Blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On the way there, mm -hmm. within that eight to 12 minutes, let's say. Mm -hmm. We'll be fair. 12 minutes. I saw four feats of superhero strength. Mm -hmm. As well as uh, agility, like the the Matrix. Mm. From women mm -hmm. with kids. Mm -hmm. I've been blind to this my whole life. I'm 47. <laughs> Maybe because I don't have kids or the one lady who caught her kid, the, the kid was running and mm -hmm. slipped and, or not slipped. He kind of like caught his, uh, the he rubber on like his shoe. Up. Yeah. And he went like spinny move, you know, it was, mm -hmm. it was crazy. And she was pushing the suitcase and reached out. They were moving pretty good. Mm -hmm. She's pushing the suitcase one hand, mm -hmm. reached down, scooped him up with her arm, and then slung him over the shoulder and kept going. She, well, they were probably late for their flight, and she was like, we got to get this together. Yes, but <laughs> how did she move like that? She moved like the Matrix. It's, she she like she, she limboed, leaning mm -hmm. back, 
way low because it was a small like a toddler yeah it was like three years old I said. amazing i said to myself <laughs> he did he Maybe pointed it. all these out and it was funny because you are correct women are superheroes but i think it's just the it's like the nature of being a woman that you're used to multitasking you have a really hard time multitasking. I don't say that as like a put down. I no, think most I, men have a really hard time. But like if you're doing one thing and I throw like one to two other things at you, you'll be like, you'll have this like moment where you lean back and you'll say something like, okay, you just can't, I, I you cannot put all this on me. I can't do this. I, I have this thing that I have to do. That's men's superpower. We hyper-focus on one thing at a time. I don't think that's, that's a superpower. It really is. Um, Cause no, um, yeah, it's just so funny because then sometimes I think about all the things that I do in a day that are like scattered about. And I'm like, I really don't think Sean could do. I mean, I can't do your job either, but like, I definitely don't think that you have the capacity to hold like 12 things in your head and like accomplish them. What were you saying? <laughs> uh, no, I, I agree but with women, that. Like she had the, her eye on her kid and, you know. But this was physical strength. Mm-hmm. And then there was the lady who picked you ever up. picked up a kid before? Yeah, yeah, they squirm and the weight's all over. They're, and well, and they're heavy you like, and you have to like kick your hip out. Yeah. And then your arm slowly gets really tired. But if you're a mom, you've done it so often. It's almost like you're lifting like a 50 pound weight okay, all what day, about every day. The lady who is approaching the staircase, mm-hmm. her kids were a little bit older, maybe about 10. So she'd probably been lifting for 10, 10 years plus with whatever that range of kids. Mm-hmm. As she approached, they did. they were like a fit family. Mm-hmm. As they approached, instead of going down the escalator, they took the stairs. They took the stairs, but she picked up both suitcases. She turned them on their side and, uh-huh. and like, like two giant sacks of pillows. If they're fifty pounds a piece, she didn't miss a step going down. She just and I was like, I don't know if I would have done it at that speed. She felt confident. Did she ever? <laughs> I'm like, send that lady to the combine. She's going to the NFL. You know. <laughs> Anyways, She's got other more important things to do, Sean. It, it was very impressive. I I was really. Yeah, um, women are pretty impressive. And that, that's like the ongoing joke because a lot of our clothes don't even have real pockets. And even if they do, the pockets are so short, you can't fit anything in them. And so they always joke about like how women, like you have keys looped onto a finger and you're holding like a water bottle and then you've got like a coffee cup in this hand and then you got like five bags. I mean, you've seen me get stuff into the car or whatever, or pull stuff out. And we always have a, Sean's like, do we really need all these things? And the answer is yes, we do. Um But yeah, we're just used to carrying a lot of shit around. We never had pockets. Hmm. Good theory. We have like gorilla grip. Yeah. I was. uh, Do you have any stories of feats of strength by your mom or maybe your dad? My dad was, I mean, he probably a strong dude, but it's not feats of strength. It's his pain tolerance. Oh. Like this time when we were outside uh, sitting on the tailgate of trucks, as you do in the country. And he got off of it. And he had his, you, <laughs> and his buddy slammed the, the tailgate onto his thumb. And he was like, oh, that was Fuck like, me. That, that was is his the response. worst. Huh. And then he cussed at this dude to open it back up or whatever. And then he was like, I think he just broke my finger. And mm. then he proceeded to just walk inside and stick it in some ice water. <laughs> I was like. Have you ever slammed we? your fingers in a door before? Uh. Yes. Remember when I lost fingernails to this extravaganza? Oh, yeah. Remember when I slammed this in our wood fucking closet door that would get caught and then jerk right before we went out to dinner. So we stuck it in ice water. 
I am my fa- my father's daughter, I guess. <laughs> Although I did scream and I'm not like, I'm not a woo girl. I don't, I don't do that. So I don't like exclaim very often but that i was like ha ah! like i shouted <laughs> i was like that, what's wrong it's like that of, guttural like oh it's the type of injury that injury. makes you go faint and weak or just, like you're gonna throw up or pass yeah, like out you saw jesus for a second you're like oh no 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 i'm not ready yet you know that's like the dane cook joke where he smells the black uh markers remember those smelly markers i always loved orange but he's like you'd sniff it and you'd be like i saw jesus eyes right <laughs> Man, those types of accidents are, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they're life-changing, but Terrible. it's so strange. One minute, da, 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 and bam, mm-hmm. you know, something happens. Yeah. So far, I've lived every time it's happened. Yes, yeah, so far. But I've only lost two fingernails to the cause. Man. Oh, and my toenail, remember, in the, in the tub. Yeah, that was a bad one. When I slipped in the drain plug, went under my big toenail. <laughs> I'm Any, sorry. We could change the subject. Sean's anything hat. under the fingernail? That's that's how you get that's me to tell Chinese torture. Oh, man, it's <laughs> the worst. I don't think I can do that. Me neither. But uh, okay. So enough about that. Yeah. Enough oh. about painful injuries. But feel free to share yours at otdmpod at gmail.com. In the news. Oh, okay. We in have a couple news. of things that uh, What's happening? caught my eye this week. Mm. Nothing negative. I'm going to stay out of the pit of despair. Mm. I'm in a great mood. We're back from Look at that. Orlando. Orlando. We didn't get to get in the pool because it was lightning, thunder and lightning and storming. Exciting and new. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I saw an article. You Mm -hmm. may have seen this at home. Katie, you may have seen this. It was very, very popular. I probably didn't, but okay. I'm going to put up the picture right here Mm -hmm. so you can see. Uh, If you're watching, uh, feel free, by the way, to leave a review wherever you are. If you're Mm, on Apple Podcast. Five stars. Um, It really helps. It does. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, Okay. By the magic of editing, I put it on the screen. Okay. Man paddles 38 miles down the Missouri River in 846-pound pumpkin to claim the world record. Wow. Did not read that. Did not see that. Didn't right. know. It, Perfect so, timing, by the way, dude, because pumpkin spice lattes just came back out a couple weeks ago. Funny enough, he has a sponsorship from... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, from Give Starbucks. <laughs> I don't do it for the sponsorship money, brah, but it helps. Check this out. He's sitting in the... Wow. Yeah. And he paddled eight. Oh, I was going to say 846 miles. No, but 38, 38 miles. miles. That's a which, long distance. It, That's a lot of trust he has in his pumpkin. Oh my God, he looks so silly. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not really, because he could tip over, you know, mm-hmm. and fill with water and then you just have a pumpkin at the bottom. Oh, and so, he got a beer. There he goes. Oh, good for him. Wow, look That's at that. go- gorgeous. 80, 846 pound pumpkin. I know, it's crazy. I guess it's really waterproof. What a waste of food. This guy's a... Maybe they made a bunch of pumpkin pies. You don't know what they did with the insides. I'm just kidding. Well, I guess but they have to use all the flesh and he's sitting in it. So. He has claimed the world record, Katie. He has beat someone else. Somebody else has already done this? Yeah. His brother. This guy hates his That's brother. That's like Charles Trippy. Uh, he's a vlogger. His I, I don't know him that well, but I know his wife, Allie, well, and I really like her. She's super sweet. He got the world record for the most consecutive days of vlogging. Oh. He like beat somebody was like going to, I think he's still doing it. I don't really know, but like, I don't think anybody's ever going to catch him. Wayne Gretzky of vlogging. Yeah. Legit. That's pretty amazing. I don't, it's interesting how people like that. I don't know about them specifically, but other people we know who've vlogged the way that they look at their day is always around what elements are going to be filmed. And then there's constantly like filming and editing. It's got to be a grind. Those people mm-hmm. have fallen into a trap 
Yep. Which is bad news. And that is that they are living their life to satisfy an algorithm because they ask themselves, what can I do today that will get me garner more views Mm -hmm. that will make this vlog a hit? So they're always looking for something that, and maybe that's kind of cool because you're, you're choosing the exciting thing. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, if you're always choosing the exciting thing, Mm -hmm. ooh, ah, ooh, ah, burnout city. Well, remember, um, Jesse from BF versus GF. She'd even oh. said it too. I've talked to her a couple times, but I didn't talk to her as much. Jen- I talked to him. J- Jennifer? Jenna? It's close to Jana? that. I think it's like Jaina. It's something a little different. I'd have to look it up. I've only met her a couple times um, at like VidCon back in the day because uh, she was friends with Candy. Oh. But anyway, but Jesse, we'd seen at a couple different events and he was like, my only advice to people is never put your relationship online. Hey, we, 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 we took care of that. Didn't we? We didn't. Here we are. <laughs> no, but he was saying that how toxic it was for them because it was like challenges and always pranking. And it gets to the point where you don't feel comfortable around your mate, not because you don't love them, but because you're a business now and your relationship is the business and you don't know what they're going to do next. And you know what I mean? It just, it's very toxic. They did it for like 10 years or something. It's crazy. Listen, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cut to the chase. Okay. If this relationship was based on videos and pranks, prank number one, I'm out. <laughs> okay. Don't prank me because I'm nervous. I get I, jumpy. Sean's already jumpy. I don't even have to, if I had to try to scare you. What's just, around the corner? I just scare you accidentally by walking into her own bathroom or the kitchen when it's you usually don't. usually because I'm up to no good, just so you know. <laughs> you <laughs> almost like, caught me. <laughs> you're like washing your face or something. So taking vitamins. <laughs> Not exciting at all. Right. So the man uh, in Nebraska just broke the Guinness World Record by rowing himself down the Missouri River in a hollowed out pumpkin. Wow. His title is under review, but when approved, he will have snagged the longest journey by pumpkin boat record. That is so silly. Dwayne Hansen paddled 38 miles in the pumpkin on Saturday to celebrate his 60th birthday. Oh, cool. Good for him. Good for you. Did they get like a a thing, like a plaque or some kind of commemorative item yeah it used to be a book right that you'd be like they'd gather the records put them in a book you could buy the book i remember it was a book i assume it's online now but it was like a thick book and you could like flip through and find out like i remember learning like the longest fingernails Ugh, that's a bad record to have and i can't even the longest hair mm. there's all sorts of funny things and i was like why would that be what you'd put your time no judgment has any do you know anybody who has broken a world record i would love to have one i just don't know where it what I would do. You'd have to get the book, Sean. You got to start doing some research. You know what's funny is when you said the longest hair, mm-hmm. I was thinking you could go two ways with it. You could either focus on the whole mane or no, just, just one. one hair. All you need is one. Right. So then my I would just run it down here and just keep winding it. Every day it's on like a little, you know, it just keeps winding on a spool. And then- What if it just falls out or breaks off? The hair? Mm-hmm. Well, that's why you have to know the tensile strength, the output production of the follicle. You got to get all the sciences down. So I would ha- I would have to measure my hair growth for you know a year maybe, and then also do some strength tests. <laughs> but once I had all the info, all of Sean's little hairs are like, eh, yeah, eh. this one's a reject. He doesn't grow so well most of them. Uh, but that one on his shoulder, that is a strong hair. You know, well, and facial hair I'd assume is different than hair hair. Oh, this is definitely coarser. I'm sure there's the longest beard. This is like a terrier. Beardy. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is like a chinchilla. <laughs> you could just grow a rat tail <laughs> out the back. 
Oh, that comedian Maddie 80s. Matheson is growing a rat tail is right he now. Growing a rat tail. It's. Uh, Does anybody remember those? It's midway down his uh, shoulder blades. No offense if you have a rat tail, but the fact that they just call them rat tails tells you kind tell of who us wears something. It. Yeah, they don't call it a uh, a chinchilla tail or a. <laughs> it's a rat tail. Rat. Okay. Rats. So, anyways, uh, happy birthday, Dwayne. We're very happy you were able to paddle the thirty-eight miles. Um, Here's to the next sixty. It did take eleven hours. Eleven. I'm not going to judge him because thirty-eight miles is pretty far. And it he is was probably a lot. Navigating and in a pumpkin. <laughs> it's not like shaped like a canoe. We were like, yeah. awesome! What an achievement. Good for him. The makeshift vessel was named the SS Berta. Cute. Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, things like this, I live for. I'm no longer in the pit of despair. I live for pumpkins. Pumpkin season is great. It's here. Okay. The next story. Yes. Do you want to hear another story? Sure. By a round of applause, how many people want to hear a story? (sighs) Defective sex toys are being recycled into fashionable shoes. What? Yeah. A little streetwear label has partnered with a giant. I guess a rubber. Is it rubber? What do they make them out of? Silicone? Excuse me. Is this uh, a rubber? (laughs) (laughs) No, these are shoes. Uh, Durex type shoes? I mean, you might as well. So here it is. These are the. um, Oh, they're kind of like Crocs. Crocs or Yeezy's, or Yeezy's version of um, that's what they said. Now Kanye's very <laughs> mad because he didn't think of it and he needs more money. I don't know if you've heard this, but he's going broke. That can't be possible. That's not possible. No, did you hear what happened? He's going after Adidas now, as well as maybe the Gap. But we'll get into that another time. I'm fascinated by Kanye more so now than I was uh, with his first two albums, which are masterpieces. Masterpieces. The yes. third one, pretty darn good. Slow. It's a, it's a slow decline after that. 404 and heartbreaks and like god light laser beam you got a hair i think it's a roxy hair but that's oh. okay okay mm-hmm. those albums i didn't really it would just it was out of season for me but his business so i don't i'm not into the drama of you know his family relationship although it does give coloring to the story true well we know he has bipolar disorder and that he doesn't treat it with medication because it makes him gain weight and he doesn't like how he feels yeah which a lot of artists will say that and when i say a lot i mean there's been like four different studies that i've read about it where people will feel like they can't create in the same way is it because they they feel numbed out by the medication or what is it what does it do you think yes well i think the thing that people and if anybody has bipolar disorder and i'm misspeaking please feel free to correct me in the comments because i myself don't have it so i'm only speaking based on what my patients have told me and what i've learned at school so people with bipolar disorder don't hate like the hypomanic state necessarily wait there's multiple types of bipolar right yes there's bipolar one and bipolar two okay and essentially so we all run along this baseline let's just say this is like i'm having a decent day if you're just listening my arm is just out straight like a baseline just straight across now when we have bipolar one we go up above that line into what's known as mania ping it lasts for at least a week we won't feel like we need sleep we'll talk really quickly uh we'll have like just so many ideas. It's overwhelming. It's so exciting. And it's always very like over the top, like let's say grandiose ideas. Yes. But it's like these huge things. Like I want to throw this huge party for everybody in my school and I'm going to get five in and out trucks and I'm going to get Maroon five is going to come and play. Like you put together this whole plan and it might not even be that organized. I like the idea of this, that, that might even be a little too organized. It can be a little disorganized. But let's just say, for the sake of this, that that person's. What asked. if I said, "Oh, I'm going to write a novel, and I, I think I've got all the ideas, yes. and I can do it in a week and a I'm going to start a business. I'm going to do. Mm-hmm, I'm going to write a novel. A lot of times, people, not all the time, but I did have a patient who started writing, 
And then it didn't make any sense when he went to look back at it. That's so, usually what my writing's like. <laughs> so anyway, so that's mania. Yeah. Now, after once you have mania, if you ever have it, you have bipolar one. If you don't quite hit Can mania me, be caused by other things though? Like it can be triggered through coffee? SSRI. No, um, oh. through taking an antidepressant, it can trigger a manic episode. Okay. But that means that you essentially were misdiagnosed as having depression when you were really in just a depressive episode of your bipolar disorder. I find this fascinating. Mm. I'll tell you why in a minute, but uh-huh. um. so anyway, so once you have mania, you have bipolar one disorder, everybody, well, not everybody, I guess I shouldn't say both, but almost everybody that I've ever worked with, with bipolar disorder, one or two always has a depressive episode. Now, some people who have bipolar two, that okay. means that, so bipolar one, they have mania. If you ever have mania, it's bipolar one. If you don't, and you have what's known as hypomania, which is actually, it can be uncomfortable for some people. Many people told me that the irritability component can be, but you have, it's it's like on your way to mania, you go through hypomania, which is when you don't need as much sleep. You feel very energetic, very positive, excited. A lot of people like it. Not everybody. I've heard from some of you, are like, I don't like it. It just depends on how you experience it. But I wonder why you wouldn't like that feeling. Because it can be irritable. You can feel like energized but tired. Oh. Do you know what I mean? That like kind of internal. Ugh. So yeah. there's that. Okay. It's almost like anxiety and depression hanging out at the same time for some people. So that's hypomania. And then we go, a bipolar two person has a depressive episode. So they have major depressive disorder, but not separately. It's like as a part of their yeah. bipolar. What's a depressive sense? episode though? Like in general. Uh, think of the, I mean, we don't have to, you know what, here, I I just want to make sure that I'm not like, I'm not holding you to the definition. I'm just kind of curious. I don't need to know like, oh, it has to be seven days. Well, it lasts for two weeks and have to have essentially what's known as, um, what is it down for a fucking forgetting? But when you don't like anything that, uh, apathy, no, No. it starts with an A, but I keep wanting to say akathisia and that is a side effect of a medication. That's Mm. not it at all. It'll come to me in a second, but so apathy. Uh, fuck, that's right there. But anyway, so you don't like what you used to like, and then you also just have an overall down mood. And I forget what the exact terms in the DSM are. And then there's also like the others. You have to have five, I think, of the following nine, and they're like sleep, uh, uh, some changes in your sleep, changes in appetite, irritability, difficulty concentrating. There's a lot of them. So you have that as part of your diagnosis okay and people can have mania and have those deep depressions or you can have hypomania and you can have what's called what used to be called dysthymia which is like low-grade depression that like hangs around for a long time now they've changed the name to like chronic chronic depressive episode or something it has a different name now okay so anyway i have to look that up it's gonna bother me but what was i saying oh so people with bipolar disorder when if they enjoy that mania or that hypomania, that can be when they create. So a lot of people hypothesize that uh, Van Gogh was one of those people who had bipolar disorder that was untreated. Oh, he was also um, jamming it out with uh, Thujon. He, he had a lot of- um, Drugs. Uh, well, uh, Wormwood. Um, what's the alcohol? Oh, absinthe. Absinthe. He was mm-hmm. drinking a lot of absinthe. Yeah. And absinthe will addle your brain. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it all, it basically drove him nuts. They mm-hmm. think that- That could have made him crazy. I don't know. They think that that's why have, it maybe cut off his ear. And well, he was like in the deep throes of alcoholism plus- Some people say that's because he had drug. a bipolar disorder with psychotic features, oh. but I don't know. We maybe don't know. he had all of it. 
He could have. A lot of times you try to treat people who have bipolar disorder will try to treat it with drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, also depression, we know we can drink and do stuff to try to make ourselves feel better. Which is crazy because alcohol, if it's anyone- a depressant. It's depressant. Especially <laughs> it's like, the, like the next day. Mm-hmm. And the more frequent you drink, the depression sets in a little, a little bit deeper and it kind of pushes you into that cycle. It's really interesting. Like something that is an, an upper while you're taking it yeah, is actually is driving you further into the thing that you were trying anhedonia. to cover. Anhedonia. It wasn't going to come and I had to look it up. I cheated you guys. I'm sorry. I don't know why some words just like escape me. I think it's because I need a vacation. Yeah. But anyway. So Kanye. But so, so people like, with bipolar disorder cannot, because he said he doesn't like how it makes him feel. Mm-hmm. And, um, a lot of people feel like the medications are blunting to who they really are, which I don't necessarily, I don't know. Cause I obviously don't have it and I haven't had it treated, but I can't disagree with them. Which to me says we need better treatments. Unfortunately, it's not something like trauma where you can like treat the trauma and then the symptoms go away. It's something that unfortunately people live with and you have to manage. But a lot of people will only go on medication when they kind of feel the ratcheting up or feel themselves slipping. Yeah. But Kanye. But a part of you is lost or maybe mm-hmm. muted. Well, you know. if you feel, because think of the mania, talking about like the flight of ideas, like oh, I have so many ideas and blah, blah, blah. And you feel so good about yourself. There's usually this like grandiose sense of self that comes along with it. I know not always some people are super dis- like uncomfortable and there's just discom- internal discomfort. But for the majority, they feel very excited and happy and so in that like ecstasy feeling you can create more sometimes and you can have flights of ideas so like lyrics might just come to him he might write a whole album in like a week seems like he does it so often he's a a hyper creator now he he could even have and this is the last i want to talk about because it's probably probably boring the shit out of people i don't think it's boring at all cyclothymia is when because usually these cycles aren't like someone with bipolar disorder. And again, if you have a, have a different experience, you can correct me. But usually we'll have maybe it's, it's cyclical. So it's like you'll have depressive episodes last longer. Okay. You'll have those for, let's say, like six months. And then maybe you'll have two to three manic or ratchets up that then are treated with medication mm. each year. Now, most of my patients have almost all have had a regular one. Like it's, it's very predictable. Uh, like one patient, it was like July was the time that he would always ratchet. And then another um, was more like, I think it was around March, like her husband's birthday. And she, yeah, she would like start. And then during mania, do people like, so you're, you're, you're impulsive uh-huh. and you're doing things that feel great. Yep. So, but that could exhibit itself such as like, Oh, I went on a shopping spree. Yep. Or I Spend gambled a lot of money. I traveled like or, you cheated on your partner. Mm, there's a big one. Yeah. And it, engaging in risky behavior in general. Speeding. Yeah. I mean, you probably shouldn't drive, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. that's you're probably, technically you impaired. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. It's fascinating. But people live with it and go, it can go untreated for a whole life. But if you consider it and you look back, you can see it. Like if you just take a minute to think like, hey, if I ever like felt like I didn't need sleep or do I, if I consider conversations that I've had, do people, do I recognize that they're actually not talking at all because I'm talking? It's so funny though, because there's so many, there's nuances between all sorts of uh, mental uh, ailments, you Mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. 
like ADHD and then, oh, maybe this is bipolar, yep. maybe, and oh, by the way, they both share a friend called depression mm -hmm. and anxiety. Like it's just this. And at some point, it seems to me that everyone has something mm -hmm. because you're a living. Or has had something. Yeah. Like I don't want everybody to think that getting a diagnosis means it's a lifelong haul no, because it's not always that way. I agree. And, but it's just interesting because it's like the human condition, right? Like everyone's mm -hmm. got something. Yeah. Oh, We're all managing something. Have you ever, you know, stubbed your toe? Well, guess what? <laughs> Welcome to the club. And mm -hmm. it's the same thing. I, I'm coming to the realization that everyone deals with something at some point, mm -hmm. whether it's because someone passed away or you have a breakup or it's quite fascinating, like how it's all well, because think woven together. It would be wild to say, oh, I've never gotten a cold, right? Mm. Never had a sinus infection in my whole life. You'd be like, what? And that's the same. Right. It's like when we don't take care of ourselves or we don't have the means to take care of ourselves or we have a lot of outside stressors that essentially we have no control over, it's going to affect us whether we or, want to admit it or not. Yeah. And, <laughs> and maybe uh, your parents didn't learn uh, they proper were, tools. Abusive, or you know what I mean? Like you're dealt a hand sometimes too that you're like, well, fuck. Right. And then so then you start looking at like intergenerational. So mm -hmm. that set of behavior was passed on from your great grandparents to your grandparents, yep. you know. And, and no one you, had emotional intelligence to even like understand that's what's happening. Yeah. yeah. When I was, uh, when I was a kid, people used to make fun of California. I always thought the West Coast was cool because we'd lived in British Columbia for a bit. Uh -huh. And so we had like a, a West Coast, or I got to see a little West Coast mindset, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's, people motorcycle well it doesn't really matter what yeah. what was going on but it was fun to see and then going back east i think that um where was i going there was transgeneration i don't know what you're talking about oh yeah uh but going back east sorry i was looking at the light and i thought it was flickering so you got distracted never <laughs> like a moth to a <laughs> oh but we went back east and it was really interesting to see um how kind of rigid it was and, mm -hmm. and very different you know, culture wise it really is we're it's, a huge like it's a huge country and a huge continent even if you think of it that way yeah but california and i guess new york as well but like these major city centers were a lot more open to mental health so you'd see it in movies like in the 1980s movies when i was growing mm -hmm. up you, you watch these films and oh there'd be a psychiatrist here and there but you know there was always mental health talked about but you didn't really see it but not in like a real way yeah yeah and now it just seems like it's so prevalent. It's a la mode. You I know? know people are like, oh, you're, people are making it up and they're like, everybody's got something now. And I'm like, well, no shit, Sherlock. Like I said, have you ever had a cold? Yeah. Did you ever get the flu before? That's like the mental health comparison of like, sorry, our dog is down there straightening my leg. Um, the mental health, com health comparison of like, of course you'll have a depressive episode or have a... Uh, of maybe a season of anxiety because you're human or you grieve and it turns into depression or you have a battle with your body for a while where you have body dysmorphia where you're like i don't like teenagers right and i think sometimes we forget that and we think that it means that you like you're crazy like you know something's right. wrong with you and i'm like oh something's wrong with all of us hello yeah but there's also you know what's crazy mm -hmm. <laughs> welcome to sean's crazy talk uh is that I've been trying to reframe everything because it's a lot more enjoyable if you work on like how you, instead of just going with the flow, you challenge some of your thoughts that you mm -hmm. have. Yes. And so that's what I've been trying to do. Okay. And I've been trying to challenge myself not to be as negative because mm -hmm. I can be a, a storm cloud walking around. You used to not be, but yeah. I think it's environmental pollution in terms of like 
what we've kind of lived through and some of the things that I've seen in terms of, you know, political yeah, chaos craziness in our world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, oh, a pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. but I think I've, I've become a little bit more jaded, a little harder, and I shouldn't be because things are great. Mm-hmm. And when you look at uh, your mental health, okay, if you're running it, I've got 20% sickness, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I, 20% of the time I'm depressed, but 80% of the time life is great. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But as things erode for some people, and I've gone through different seasons where oh, I'm not feeling my best, like mm-hmm. just, that's just life, right? Whatever's going on in your life. And, but to get below 50%, you know, That's and where I think, you think the percentage is the magic number. Well, no, I'm just saying just like once you get to that point where you're having more bad than good in terms of thoughts, whether it's you're angry. But then you're, you reframe? You're hitting or? The, no, not me. I'm just saying that's a really difficult time. For, for anyone, you know, like, and I think that's when- Well, then life- it's harder to find positives or ways to reframe. And that's why you see a professional, really. Yeah. And I think that was one of the best things I ever did was uh, starting to talk to Barry. Mm-hmm. For the simple fact, and we don't do traditional therapy. So you find what works for you, I guess, you know, but having conversations with somebody who who can reframe things for you. Hey, how about you look at it in this light? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm starting to get it. And- Lately, even though I may still be grumpy or whatnot, I'm I'm feeling a lot better in terms of just the way I'm looking at or whatever I'm taking in, whether it's on my phone or on the TV, mm-hmm. and I'm feeling pretty good about it. Good, yeah, it is. I'm well, I and I think know. there is something to some something that I think we all fall into, like this weird vein where we can think, oh, I have to. We focus on things we don't have control over things we can't actually change. And then that feels shitty because you can't control other people. That's a big one in life, right? We have a lot of relationships to navigate. And if you want someone to do, if you're waiting, like waiting for someone else to do something, you'd be waiting forever. You don't can't, you know, you can't count on it. Right. But we can count on ourselves. And so instead of focusing on the things that we can't control, like other people, our circumstance, sometimes um, possibly like who our boss is right now, Mm -hmm. we can focus on things we can change, which could be like, I can decide to be in the relationship or not. I can decide that I am going to change careers and I'm going to get my CV ready and I'm going to, you know, get myself brushed up on some things or I'm going to go back to school or, you know, and I know not everybody, I'm just randomly naming things, but I think that's the trick is to focus on the things that we can. And I don't mean like your bodies or some shit. I'm not talking eating disorder stuff. I'm talking like healthy things. Like what what's upsetting me? And within that, what are the things that I actually can choose to better? Mm-hmm. And that act that we call that behavioral activation in some ways where it's like you just force yourself to do the things that you used to love to do because they'll end up making you feel better. And you I've have control trying, over that. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I don't think Barry's ever told me that, but I think that that's what he talks about. So it's possibly Barry's not, uh, he's not always very direct. He tells stories. Yes. He's, he's like going to see, uh, the, the wise person in the, the medicine man. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Oh, okay, Barry, I get it now. He's like, no, you don't. <laughs> he's like, wait for but, it to sink in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hmm. I yeah. think mm-hmm. that because sometimes you could have 80% good, 20% bad, that's still like not a good number, you know, like, I think everyone can benefit from talking to somebody, whether mm-hmm. it's a your doctor, your general practitioner, just let them know, hey, I'm going through something because they may be able to point you in the right direction. If you don't have that, that's fine. But maybe a therapist, 
maybe it's your priest, mm-hmm. uh, whoever it is that you can go to to talk to, right? Uh, yeah. A counselor, HR, like doing that sooner rather don't than later. Don't talk to HR. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that bad? Well, I mean, don't tell them anything. You oh. can you can get support from them, but remember, their job is to protect the company. So tell them as little as possible. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, HR can fuck you. You could lose your job because I thought they were like a. a oh, they're supposed to be all the HR people out there. You can pretend, but their job is to protect the company. Oh. And and they'll tell them, oh, but my job is to let the employees know of their benefits. Sure. But they have to report back. Like they're still hired by your company. And I don't mean to like shit talk HR. It's great if you have an HR department. Just don't tell them but too But number much. one is the company. Number two is the employee. Mm-hmm. And it's better for you just to say like, hey, I just need to know what my benefits are um, because I'm looking and, you know, just want to make sure I understand for my my family as a oh. whole. And you just ask them for stuff. And then like, how do I get in touch if I want to see a specialist? You know, like say I have a, I need to see a podiatrist. And, you know, oh, them kind of I guide. see you pointed at me. Well, because you just went and saw a podiatrist. <laughs> I felt compelled. And thank God I've been asking you to go see someone forever. Like I said, I'm trying to put everything in a positive light. I'm mm-hmm. taking care of all my business before something, ha- uh, not happens, but like. All the things you've been putting off, you're doing. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah. Uh, so with that, mm-hmm. I have a, some medical updates. Yes. Tell, <laughs> and then let's get into letters. I feel like we've been talking a long time. <laughs> I don't mind. I thought today's conversation was going well. Mm-hmm. If you like today's conversation, don't forget to go to. Okay. Moving on. To, go to him. Yeah. <laughs> so uh my feet have been hurting forever forever you guys forever years and years but so it's it's gotten to the point where i walk around gingerly yeah certain, it's been like 10 years they've been hurting you maybe longer but lately i feel like i'm like oh ooh, it's ooh. like your eyes and you finally got glasses yeah exactly it's so reached the precipice and then oh i think our poochie is, is, is snoring or howling in her sleep. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love the Me sleep too. howls and sleep. Woofs. I try to get him on. I know everybody's like, put more of her. I try. It's like she knows. I think it's because we killed the TV noise so I can film it. And then she's like, she like comes out of it enough. When the TV noise is going, she'll join it. Like Magnum mm-hmm. PI. She's mm-hmm. solving the mystery. <laughs> yeah. Know. She's hot on the trail. Yeah. Okay. So podiatrist. Sorry. Oh, <clears throat> so my feet have been hurting. Yep. It's mainly my big toes. And then it seems like it's spreading into the other toes. And also my heel feels like bone to the, the ground. <sighs> like I don't have anyways. No cushion. No for the pushing. Right. And then. yeah. <laughs> okay. And, and then uh, sometimes at night they're so uh, seized up that I can't walk very well i'm yeah, like, like to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night he's like hey, oh. yeah. and sean does this thing and i love you and i don't mean this as a put down but instead of at least making an appointment with the doctor and then assessing the options you'll be like i follow this podiatrist on tiktok and i've been doing like all these workouts for my feet and i'm like are you sure that that's what you're supposed well yeah 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 because i know what i've heard it's this thing and i'm like sure you don't have to do this at home but you know, feel free to put your, feel free to follow along in this exercise. <laughs> if uh, you've done that, put a hand in the air. <laughs> huh? How about that? Everybody's done something like that. Yeah. You Google it now or you. But yeah, but Then you should also follow it up with an appointment. Oh, 100%. Like my bulgy finger. My thing on my eye. Yeah. You know. Okay. So continue with your foot talk. Right. So um, mm-hmm. I've made an appointment. I went yep. in and when I, so I Googled the name of the doctor that was uh, assigned to me and, or it was referred by my GP. It was a referral from our, our main doctor. Yep. I looked him up and the reviews were so, so, but 
you know, if you're leaving reviews, maybe it's because you're angry. You're not as compelled because you're in a good mood. People who are happy don't tend to leave reviews. Yeah. But if you're happy, leave five star reviews. Please move on. (laughs) Continue with your story. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, So I go see this doctor Mm -hmm. and he, he didn't have the best marks. Uh, online Google review. He had pretty good ones, but someone left some scathing comment about him being rude and sexist and this and that. I was like, well, oh, geez. I hope he gets sexist with me. <laughs> okay. Anyways, we, we chatted. Uh, they took x-rays of my feet. Mm-hmm. His his whole service was great, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, walk in the door, everything's good. Healed They're lovely. Healed a toe. <laughs> we take care of you. Mm-hmm. Um, this little piggy went to the market. <laughs> is that what he said? This, yeah. This little like, piggy this really has arthritis. Yeah. <laughs> this little piggy. But doc, why do I have to have my gown off? You know? <laughs> uh, <No>. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I may cut that out. I don't know. That's... <laughs> Continue with your foot talk. Uh, so he talked to me. They had taken x-rays and uh, basically I have a condition. I have is, a condition. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. It's Latin, but um, it just means stiff toe. In Latin. So I was like, okay, that's somebody he goes, the good news, bad news. He broke everything down. It was amazing the way he explained things. Usually when I go to the doctor, I don't always feel like they're, they, they're giving me the time of day. Cause I know it's a function of like how much insurance will pay them. So I have to see a lot of people. Mm-hmm. This guy was great. Took a lot of time. Good. We hung out, shot a little game of pool, <laughs> had a drink. Oh, and then he looked at my feet and he tickled them. He was like, Hey, you know, and you were like, hee. Yeah, and then you walked like, home. He goes, "There's good news and bad news." I said, "What's the good news, Doc?" He said, "The good news is your feet are great." I said, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah, everything is amazing." It's like, so why do my feet hurt? That's the bad news, Sean. Because <laughs> your feet aren't great. That's a lie. That's what Sean said to me. He goes, "Well, the good news is, Katie." He said, "My feet are great," and I was like, "Then what's causing the the problem?" Right. And then as then you told me, and I was like, "So they're not great." Well, it's pretty good. Uh, the prognosis is good, he said. It's I about said, what 80 20. It's Sean's perfect <laughs> ratio. I can live with this, I said. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. so uh, feet are good, to- feet are big good. toes, bad. There, you have two knuckles on your big toe. Mm-hmm. And by the way, if this is boring you, I'm, I'm sorry. Don't get older. Well, this is actually a common thing. It's uh, It happens to ladies, happens to men. It, it uh, can be hereditary, but it's okay. also mainly hereditary plus how you use your, your feet or your your fingers, you know, mm-hmm. your joints uh, on your things. So your move quickly through this, please. You're taking forever. <laughs> what is the thing? Oh, uh, my, my knuckle joint has, knuckle. Ar- has arthritis on both feet. And it's, uh, it's not the top knuckle, right? Like below your toenail. It's the big knuckle. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so basically it's going to uh, go kaput. There's nothing we can do about that. No. Nope. And I said, to hell with your prognosis. You're a bad doctor. He said, whack it with a hammer. <laughs> yeah, she did. He said, he said, what do you think about this? I said, do you have a hammer in the office right now? Just whack it. Will it make Smash it better? Smash the joint. So he goes, well, that's funny because the, the things you do, the first step, um, you basically adjust your lifestyle. So different type of shoe, different type of workout. Hoka, right? Hoka brand. Hoka, if you want to sponsor us, please sponsor. But I've seen people wearing these H-O-K-A. And you said, oh, those are really cool. Everyone wears them. I said, I have to wear them for orthopedics. But people don't have to know that. <laughs> I know. That's the cool thing. They look great. At least great. they don't look like, you know, it reminds me of my t- one teacher with this like older teacher who thought if you took a photo of her, she's my Spanish teacher, that it would steal her soul. And she wore those old lady shoes that were like black and they're rolled up and there's like a, they're sewn around the toe, like in a tight U. And then they have like, 
barely any laces. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's what the new Yeezy looks like. That's not a good say. That's not true. Those are nun shoes. The, the, they are nun shoes. They're hiding underneath the long skirt. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they're so hideous. I don't think those are hideous. But, but at I least your orthopedics don't look like that is what my point is. Yeah, old school. These look like... Um, Running shoes, just regular sneaks. If you like, like if you have a pickup truck, that's a basic walking shoe. The Hoka is like a pickup truck that's lifted with big tires. You can go mudding with it because it's a little bit bigger. The sole looks quite thick. It's supposed to hold his big toe, stop it from moving so much because as he pushes on it like this, it hurts. It's going to upset that knuckle more. And the only surgery options are that they can shave off the top but it will come back because it'll continue. Five years. It'll continue to be arthritic. Yeah, the the knuckle itself is mm-hmm. is done. He said, "You're done." I said, "But doc, am I ever going to go pro?" Okay, are we ready for the letters? <laughs> this is what, taking a very long time. <laughs> I so love the, you, but your toe the, talk. I thought this is an in and out. The last step is going. He said, "So you you we're can shave going. it down." Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But he goes, where we're going to go eventually, and we'll, you know, if I'm living here and you're living here, then I hope you come see me, is we fuse the toe. So it's one big, they put like a. Except the the front knuckle still works, the top one. He goes, it's amazing. I have 70-year-olds who are running again. I, so like, if you fuse it, then does it still grow and get like. Nope. Oh, so, you're not moving it. It's not getting upset. Exactly. And I was like, doc, let's get this done today. What if I, can we do two for one? What are mm-hmm. we doing here? And he said, no, I can't do that on you right away because I think that, you know, you've got years left on that knuckle, but it's going to be painful. Why would he not just fuse it for you? That seems. The last thing you want to do is fuse bones because why stop there? You know? All right, let's get into the okay. uh, news. I we mean, have letters. a letter from Rob from Florida. Oh, hey, Rob. What's and up? it was good to see his name in our email again. And it is entitled, Numbers Have Never Made Sense. I agree. Hey, Katie and Sean, on an early episode of the podcast, y'all are reading and discussing embarrassing kids' stories. When I was seven or eight years old living in Cape May, New Jersey, I remember going to the hardware store with my dad. For some reason, without warning, my dad handed me a $10 bill and told me to go into the store and tell the clerk that I needed one pound of 10 penny nails. In those early years of my life, anything to do with numbers made me freak out. Side note. At seven and eight years old, I was also being traumatized by the nuns in Catholic school, forcing me to write with my right hand instead of my left. You and my papa both. Were they wearing the shoes that we were just describing? I think they were. We should put a picture of those stupid shoes. Beware of people wearing these. I actually had good experiences with nuns uh, in school. I never knew any nuns. Oh, we had them at our school. I had none of it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. They they were like a cat. That's pretty good. (laughs) They were like a casual habit, although it was still a habit. It wasn't like the... And sometimes you'd see them on extra special occasions wearing mm-hmm. like the, the super habit. Mm-hmm. But usually it was like a, a, rela- a relaxed school habit, like a blue one and a white shirt. Oh, I have seen. I've seen that in shows and stuff. Yeah. They were so cool. One time I went outside for a smoke. Um, How dare you? It was like. A, oh, it's Montreal. Everybody smokes. Yeah. It, w- <laughs> it was, I don't know, like lunch or whatever. And I, or no, after lunch. They wanted the nun smoke? Well, <laughs> I didn't smoke that often, but I just had to get out of school because I was like, ugh. You know that feeling? I love school, so no. I didn't. Never had that feeling? No. Oh. I was ready to leave my town. I was like, ah. But school, I was like, yeah. So you escaped through school. That's good. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. I use school as my vehicle. Well, I used it as a smoking, uh, as an <laughs> ashtray at some points, not all the time. And I really didn't smoke that much when I was we a younger heard you. person. It's okay. I believe you. But um, man, I hope the insurance companies aren't listening. <laughs> I always put, no, I don't smoke. So this will probably burn me down. Burn him down. Okay. So the nuns. <laughs> I went outside and um, it was actually, you know, it wasn't because I wanted to smoke. It was because I wanted to see one of my friends who was going out for a smoke. The story takes a turn, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Continue. No, that's how I remember it. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's how I remember but it. But I went outside yep, yep, yep. and my buddy wasn't there, but there was a nun smoking and she oh. was smoking like cool. She was leaning against the building on like What a fun alley. photo. She had her foot back, her knee oh. up. And was smoking and looking like kind like of like thinking, contemplate, like looking up at the sky mm. and just kind of like, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> Nuns uh, can be cool. Did she have those cool <laughs> shoes or did she have like hokas on? Right. She had n- nun hokas. Yeah. Nun hokas. <laughs> There's not a lot of nuns at a hokas. Yeah. <laughs> I used to love Sister Act. And I think that's like the only thing I know when it comes to like nuns. Catholicism. Because I wasn't, we had a Catholic church in my town. And I had friends that went to Catholic school, but because it wasn't something I was engaged with, I like know nothing about it. Hmm. That's funny. She was a cool, cool nun. I think a lot of people have, you know, bad connotations about. uh, Oh, I don't think everybody does. I think it's like anything, you know, there's going to be bad with good, but unfortunately the Catholic church hasn't done a good job of mitigating the bad. They haven't like owned up and been like, we are so sorry. We don't know how this happened within our sect. We take ownership, you know. So, Although they did with the residential schools because the Pope came. I think it's amazing the Pope is listening to this podcast. First of all, he reached out <laughs> and he was like, hey, what you're doing is great. It was in Spanish, but we translated it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get okay. back. Remember, sorry, Rob. He was being traumatized by the nuns in Catholic school, being forced to write. My papa was forced to write with his right hand, even though he's left-handed, which is why he was ambidextrous. What an awful thing to do to somebody to force them into a. I know when well, we didn't know. And, but we yeah. know now, right? They don't do that to kids. No, I, I was proud to left hand. And so was my dad. Did they have to have special accommodations like a pencil sharpener that had the handle on the other side? Our other hands work just fine. <laughs> no, I'm, I was being serious. No. Cause you always see left-handed things. We did not have that growing up. Okay. I'm assuming, I don't know when that came to be, but not in my childhood. I, remember and I had to take calligraphy, which was like traumatizing. The Simpsons had an episode where Ned Flanders opened the left-handed store. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I remember. And I was like, I love that. But like we had to do calligraphy and I remember Andy Hamilton, he's left-handed too. And we both were like, "Oh no, you're trying to write straight up and down because you can't rest your hand. Like everybody else you is drag like, it. drag it. And if I drag it, it's like, when you're writing in black um, smear. Which one goes right to left? Any, like Chinese or something? Well, does Chinese go right to left or does that go uh, up and down? Up and down. I, I think geez. I think I think Mandarin goes uh, from right to left, but but right, I don't. But, I but mean, written, maybe there's a simplified Chinese, which is left. Uh, sorry, right to left. That would be simplified, and then um, traditional maybe is up right. and down. Okay, so here's the list of main languages that use right to left scripts: Arabic, ah. Aramaic. Azuri, oh, uh, Lamar's my brother Aramaic. speaks Azuri. They do that in Iraq. Um, Deve, uh, Devehi or Maldivian, mm. Hebrew, Kurdish, oh, Farsi, and Urdu. A lot of old languages. It sounds like so. Not yeah, maybe that was just a way. So it doesn't look like. Where's Floridian in that list of languages? 
I don't see it. Okay. Just curious. <laughs> okay. Asking for a friend. Back to Rob's letter. But anyway, yeah, I, I could have written if it was that way. If I could learn to write backwards. It would yeah. make it so much easier for lefties. Oh, yeah. I wonder if they have more left-handed people there. If that's a some study that's been done. I don't know. Maybe that we would could be get a grant for that. I don't think we could. What would be what would we use it for? To open a Prevent store for the smear, left-handers. You know? Yep. No more no no more smear. Okay. Anyways. Back to Rob again, Rob, I apologize. So just to recap, seven to eight years old, his dad sent him into the store with a ten dollar bill. Remember, he was supposed to get one pound of ten penny nails. Crossing the parking lot, I was super nervous and repeated out loud to myself, I would have done that too. One pound of 10 penny nails. One pound of 10 penny nails. I need one pound of 10 penny nails. When I got back to the car after the purchase, I handed my dad his change from the $10 bill and a heavy bag of nails. My dad asked me what I told the clerk. I said, 10 pounds of one penny nails. I responded. (laughs) Obviously, the rest of my mouth was totally ruined as my dad relayed the embarrassing tale to everyone who would listen. Oh, the rest of my month, sorry, was totaled. As my dad relayed the embarrassing tale to everyone who listened. Regards, Rob from Florida. Thanks, Rob. It's stuff like that, though. You, I even do that uh, sometimes when I'm trying to remember certain numbers. You know, when they send you like a text to your phone, you got to put it in your computer. I'm like, five, six, seven, five, six, seven, five, six, seven. Okay, okay, three. Six. I can only remember like two to three at a time. Check this out. And then out. I still mess it up. There's a new feature that I don't know when it started <laughs> happening, but. When I'm trying to get a password or trying to get through somewhere and it says, oh, we have to send you a code. Now my phone knows. It will tell me from messages. Yeah. yeah, But if you're not doing it on your phone, then you still have to put it in your computer. If you're Mm. doing computer to phone transaction. (laughs) I'm sorry that your dad made fun of you, Rob. That's it's, it is funny. And I also, I love it. Great story. And um, yeah, where, (laughs) where in uh, Florida is Rob from? I don't know. I don't know if he's told us. I don't remember. I just know him as Rob from Florida. I used to think of California as like the hip place to be in the sun and nice weather. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think it's Florida along the coast. I would like to explore some of those towns. You know, you hear of like. You get eaten by mosquitoes here, Sean. Yeah. There they'll carry you away. No, it's true. A Floridian like mosquito birds. can eat up to 1,000 uh <laughs> Uh, times its weight mm-hmm. in one day it uh gorges and when we walked out of the comp uh, the convention center for a brief minute to go to the restaurant you're like god it's humid here and i was like see senor yeah but if you were on a coastal town like if you were right on the water i yeah. think i'd be able to do the humidity like palm beach or something i don't know i don't know any of the towns like i know them but i know a couple thanks to christy uh kissimmee kissimmee but is that on the uh, ocean it's close okay Paul Brady's a realtor down there. Talk to your buddy. You know, uh, he said it's the fastest growing zip code in America right now. I believe it because a lot of people are moving down, like in the way that a lot of Californians are fleeing Mm -hmm. because of the fires and the lack of water and then the air is poison. There's a homeless crisis with, you know, it's just a total shit show. Taxes are increasing. Homes are expensive. Um, Gas is crazy. So people are fleeing. To places like Tennessee and Texas and Arizona and things like that, then people from like the Northeast are going to Florida. Mm. So we have a ton of people from New York who relocated, people from New Jersey. He said they're selling like 300 houses uh, also cons- a month, which is consider nuts. baby boomers aging up and needing yeah. to go into retirement. 
Well, it's like a, a village, or I think it's called the Villages. And isn't Florida one of the best states to retire in? Yeah, they don't take your money. They're, San they're, Antonio is like the best city, I think. Mm. And there's something probably in Florida somewhere. Also, well, old people with cold weather get achy. He was telling me about this, and it was really interesting to hear about how people are relocating there. And it, it's also kind of fun to reconnect with a friend who you don't connect with on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I agree. But all of a sudden you get this all these life updates. You're like, oh my God, you've grown so much as a person, but yeah. you're still the same person when we were... I met him, I think, when I was 12 or 13. Yeah, he's uh, still the same, but he's different. Exact same dude, mm-hmm. but so much more complex as we all age. That's been making you me know, nervous you, all you, podcasts. I'm just going to hit that water and close. knock it over. But it, it was kind of eye-opening. It was, yeah. And I had a great time talking the last couple of days where usually it would go like six months to a year. But for mm-hmm. some reason, we had a couple of conversations. Well, he, knew we, he doesn't live far from Orlando. And if he hadn't have recently had a surgery, we probably would have seen him like yep. we normally do. But it would be cool for me, I guess. I'm not a big road tripper. We've talked about this on the yeah. pod. I don't like being in a car for very long. And Florida is a huge state, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to like, let's say we fly into Orlando. We cut over to the coast, like the East coast of it and drive down to the keys. I've never been to the keys. Right. And then we could see it technically like the East. Did they call it like the East coast of Florida? This is what I'm going to propose to the Florida tourism bureau. Okay. And maybe the audience can help me shape this conversation. Mm-hmm. But basically what I'd like to tell them is mm-hmm. I want to have my MTV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to listen to Tom Petty for mm-hmm. the next 16 days. I'm going to take a, you know what? Nay, nay. For one nay. month, mm-hmm. nay. For one whole summer, I would tour Florida because sometimes people make fun of Florida. I don't know if you want to do summer. It's hot. Can Wicked you imagine hot. though? Like having Wouldn't you a, rather do fall? Well, here's what I want. Okay. These are my demands and hopefully tourism Florida hears them. Okay. Maybe someone uh, in the audience who's good with audio trims this and sends it to them. Okay. I'm serious about this. <laughs> I can tell. Dearest Florida, we think you may be amazing, but we're not quite sure because of all the negative press over the years. You What's the negative press? The alligators? Oh, I think alligators are cool, but no, like things like you always hear this. Uh, just Google your birthday oh, in, in Florida, Florida. I forgot about and that. And you'll get a crazy story. It's true. Florida's just the wild. other day, there's actually a whole Instagram called, I think Florida's crazy. And it just shows people doing wild shit. Like the other day it showed this guy driving in the, really not on the freeway, like off of it halfway with the hazards on in a van. And this guy is, has the van door open. He's standing and he's holding a couch. <laughs> <laughs> What? This person's like, I swear Florida's its own country. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Like mm-hmm. there's there's some differences. And I've I've been fortunate enough to go a couple of times. Will and Jamie, I, I went to visit them. And in Coconut, Coconut Grove. Where where is that in relation to like Kissimmee or Orlando or the places I Palm Beach, the places I've been? Yeah. So if you hang a left past Dave's house and you go down the street, you don't know where it is. And you get on the freeway. Sean has no. You're gonna idea. take the A one A Beachfront Boulevard. Girls wearing nothing. What is the uh, vanilla ice says? It's oh, it's ice outside ice. of Miami. Yeah, it's a suburb mm-hmm. of Miami. Yeah, and I don't think I've ever spent that much time. In, I'd be willing to do like flying to Miami and then go down. Yeah, then we could go down the one. We roll into vanilla ice. Out to Key Largo, Montego. Baby, From why don't meeting with Vanilla Ice, he Coco. says, guys, I got to go, but I'm going to put you in the hands of the Beach Boys. You're going to have a great time. And then the Beach Boys pick you up and you, you keep going on the trip. And then you know? we go all the way to Key West and then we fly out. 
I would love to have a boat though at the end of the trip and the boat, you, you do that trip. You and know then, there's a key called cow key? Cow key. No, cow moo key. Yeah, that's where they put the horses. Boca Chica key. That's a beautiful kisses. Florida keist. That's the uh, the butt of Florida, the keister. Sugar, sugar loaf key. There's a lot. That's the tasty anyway. one. And also a ski hill. They, I can't believe they have a ski hill in Florida. Sugarloaf yeah. Key. Big, it's amazing. Big pine. <gasps> Lone pine. Lone big pine, pine. Big pine. Big pine key. I anyway, if, I would do that trip down the one, essentially. Yeah. But then, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. see you get to the last island. What's the last island? Key Keister. West. Right. So you get to the Keister Island, which is not Easter Island where the big heads are sculpted. I guess the gold keys are technically are out sculpted. there, but I don't know how you get to those. Yeah. Well, once you get to the bottom, mm-hmm. what if there was a boat waiting for us and then we sail off into the sunset? I get scared to sail, but sure. Go to, where do we go? Where are we? Oh, we can go down to Havana. We're really yes, close. I would go to Cuba. I'm pretty, I mean, maybe if you can do that, I don't know. <sighs> that would be amazing. So Florida, again, okay. back to you, the tourism <laughs> department. I demand that we have a boat at the end of this run I don't know. I don't know anything about Florida, so this is all very interesting. It's to me. beautiful, and I hear it's lovely, but some people make fun of the mosquitoes, and I'm like, don't worry well, about it. They're the I, same as everywhere else. The, the humidity is what you'll get bronchitis. I tell you what, <laughs> I don't get bronchitis in, in the warm weather. I'm Only kidding the, you. But what the okay? Here, here's what I'm actually worried about. I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. Some more wrinkles this week showed up, and I was like, dang it! I'm gonna move on. But I would like to live somewhere humid, more humider, humider than we Jupiter. We already live in a humid. I'm not moving. No. Oh. Absolutely not. I would like to move to Puerto Rico, Katie. Nope. No? No. Maybe we spend half the year there? No. Why not? You don't even speak Spanish. Come on, Katie. You know I speak Spanish. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's move on. It's already, on. we're already in such a humid climate. My hair will just like shoot off my head. Oh my goodness gracious. Okay, we have a letter from Tom. Hey, buddy. Funny story recording for the podcast. It is entitled, Bad Doctor. Hello, everybody. I'm going to tell you all a story today about a doctor's appointment from hell. Oh. Anyway, I get to this appointment and the provider's beautiful. She could have done Playboy. I'm saying to myself... I don't want her examining me, running her hands across my body. Could provoke an unintentional physiological reaction. <laughs> well, much to my luck, we don't go into an exam room. We go to this little conference room. And she asked me, would I be willing to provide a stool sample from home? And I said, no, I wouldn't be because that's not the system of my body I'm having issues with. Hmm. Anyway, we talk about 20 or 30 minutes. She wow. says... I think I know what's ailing you. You're suffering from an overgrowth of yeast and heavy metal toxins in your body. And I can't believe I'm hearing this. I spent all this time and resources getting to this appointment. And instead of getting a good qualified doctor, I get a quack instead. So she tells me that this health coach will be coming in to talk to me about changes I could make in my lifestyle. And this woman comes in. And she speaks with this fake European accent. She says to me, Boy, what do you eat over the course of the day? (laughs) I said, well, I sent you all a food diary, so I'm curious if you reviewed it. Oh, you didn't write much about what you eat for breakfast. 
because I don't. Oh, I just get something on the way into work, is what I told her. She said, what do you mean? I said, well, I go to Hardee's or Burger King and get a biscuit with bacon, egg, and cheese or sausage, egg, and cheese and a cup of coffee, and that's what I have in the morning. She said, oh, you pick the low-hanging food. Why do you sabotage yourself? And this woman is completely clueless. Here I am, a pro power lifter, and this little 130-pound woman is trying to tell me how to eat. I mean, good God, the world's coming to an end. Anyway, she asks me if I'd like to lose weight, and I tell her no, and she suggests that I try this intermittent fasting and says that I'm the only one that can bring about the change. Well, I didn't think much of this clinic, so I wrote a nasty review and said that the healthcare provider can keep her change. Anyway, just one of those things. We all come across a few doctors in our lifetime that aren't worth the damn, and this practice was sure one of those places for me. Hope you all enjoyed the story, and hope you all have a good day. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Tom. Wait, I don't understand. Huh? So the practitioner huh? and he, you know, they... She essentially didn't he, help him with what he was having. Diagnosis. Yeah, it's like he... But there was no resolution of what what he had an issue with. Well, they had him do the food diaries and he filled them out and yeah. they didn't... She didn't look at them, didn't sound like. Right. But and then what did Tom do afterwards? Like, I don't know, Tom, you'll have to send us an update. Kind of a cliffhanger I think here. he has another one in our inbox, so maybe there's an update. Oh, okay. But it sounds like that wasn't what was ailing him. Mm-hmm. And they were like assuming that he wants to lose weight. Which I do find frustrating. I've heard from members of our community that they'll be judged by their weight and then not taken seriously because if you're heavy, they're like, well, the problem is your weight. And they don't do all of these like actual tests that they should do. Interesting. It it sounds like that doctor didn't listen to him. Yeah. She had her own like preconceived notions. Yeah. Heavy metal toxins. That's why she wanted to poop in a box and send it in like you did. She probably just wanted to look at it afterwards. Maybe she's into poop. I think it was a poopy doctor. <laughs> Super poopy. I talk. get four poop stains on the review card. <laughs> right? I would have left a bad review too because they didn't listen. If you don't feel like you're being listened to by your doctor, you should A, keep seeing them. <laughs> B, stop seeing them. Mm-hmm. C, stop seeing them and leave a, a report on why you didn't. I think like, you should stop and leave a report so people could be more informed. What do you think, Roxy? Tell us. The people want to know. Roxy seems to like her doctor. She does like Dr. Her doctor. Her doctor she's, is a drug provider. You know what her drug choice is? Cheese. cheese. She loves the cheese. Oh my god! They push so much cheese on her while uh, it keeps her go. It keeps her there. She's yeah. happy, healthy, and then they get to like check out whatever it is we're wondered about. Wondered but when about. you are on the drive home and she's all silent, she and you've got the radio going. Yes, <laughs> I had the gas attack in the car. <laughs> it's so funny. I don't mean to laugh, but I turned the stereo down and the bass was still going. In the background. My favorite. She likes to fart to Nicki Minaj. She loves Nicki Minaj. No, the funniest thing is, is when she's laying in my office and I'm working and it'll go like, and then she's like shocked by her own butt. And then she'll like, look at it and then sniff it. She's like, yep, that was me. And I'm like, who do you think? Oh, you're the, it's just you and me in here, bud. (laughs) You felt it happen. That's why you looked at your own butt. (laughs) She definitely does turn around and sniff it. Like Eddie Murphy, what did he say? Uh, you like you want to grade the fart? Yeah. <laughs> Remember that fart you made? <laughs> oh, she's uh, such a goober. You missed her though because you wanted to go get her right away. 
Oh, I got up early. We couldn't pick her up on Monday because it was Labor Day. So even though we got home like at noon, mm-hmm. we couldn't get our girl. So then Sean and Sean was like, I really would like to play with her today. And I was like, I know, honey, but they won't let it. And we even called just to see because if someone picked up, we're going to be like, we're on our way. Yep. And I, I was like, what if we just showed up and we're like, Roxy, let her out. <laughs> What'd you say? Pretend you're dying. <laughs> yes. They'll call us and we'll get to come get you. Play dead. Bang, bang. You're yelling. I say, bang, bang. <laughs> She'd probably do it. She'd be like, it's my cue. Mom is here. Fall over. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, Roxy St. Louis down. Uh, someone please send. Call, call the parents. Protocol call, uh, seven. Call n- n- number one because you're the first number. I'm the second. Primary. This is. Uh, <laughs> this is. This no, is. The what boarding. happened? Roxy's down? No. And then we're like, we're only. A, luckily, we're, can come pick her we're up, only we- a minute away. We're turning onto your street as we speak. We called the caper in from the parking lot. Bang, bang. <laughs> that would be really funny. Oh, I'd love to see an animated film that Roxy's looking out the window and you're like, and mm-hmm. she, oh, she falls over and the guard's like, oh my God, the dog just fell over, you know? And she like opens up, closes it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Oh my goodness. Well, last letter. Let's do our last letter. I hope you guys enjoy us uh, chitty chatting today. We got a letter from Tina from Delaware. Oh, hello, Delaware. Tina. And it's entitled, Hey There. Hey There. Hey There, Ho There. Della There. Della There. Hey There. This first chunk is entitled School Info. I'm on episode 127. You're talking about school starting. And when I was little, we began after Labor Day, us too. My senior year, our school district, which my girls are in also, started the week prior to Labor Day. Oh. Oh, that's nice. Then you get like a three-day weekend right away. Ba-bam. We teachers returned August 22nd. My girls start fourth and ninth grade August 29th. My preschoolers start August 30th, which is also my birthday. Well, happy belated birthday. Happy birthday to me, LOL, right? Because then they, well, I guess then they're out of the house and that's kind of good. As for school times, not sure if other states are different, but here preschool threes come 9 to 11.30 or 1 to 3.30. Yes. Ours is about the same, I think, when I went to the half days. Because you oh. when, you're, when you're in preschool, you only do half days. That makes sense. I think Little kids get tuckered out. It's a lot for kids, yeah. Pre-K, the fours, so forth, they do 9 to 3.30. So they do the full day almost. Elementary starts at 9.05. Oh, see, we were 8.10. Or 8.15. Middle school is 8.05. Oh, and high school is 7.25. My high schooler has to catch the bus at 6.30. Oh, that's brutal. Where Where is she located? In Delaware. Delaware. So you get that East Coast blues, baby. Only my nine-year-old is a morning person. Mm. We didn't... Though, actually, it's funny because my mom gets up early still to this day. Yeah. She'll always text me and I'll look and I'm like, Mom, what are you doing up at 7 a.m.? Because she's two hours behind. Oh, that's that Pacific Northwest blues, baby. She's she's dreaming yeah. of her trip. She wants to come to Tejas Man, and sit that, in the sun. Sometimes she loves to just be out on our porch having coffee with the dog, enjoying the 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 morning sun. I love to visit it because I feel like I'm in a movie. Mm-hmm. But after a while, that movie gets old. Mm-hmm. Where if if I had to live year after year, I told just you it's the drear, the drac, as the uh, the Scots said. Mm-hmm. You know the people from Scotland say that. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. It oh. means dreary, dark. It was the way the lady was describing Scotland. But well, it's Gaelic, essentially. It was yeah. dark. Well, was like, Scotland's Ooh. a little more intense on the weather than I think Washington is. Mm-hmm. But it's still that drear. Because remember, you're like, it's beautiful here. And I was like, honey, that's because we're here in like summer. 
And I was like, the drear really gets to me. I can't be there. Like, well, that long-term. one time where it rained like for a month while we were there mm-hmm. and it was just the sound of the water drops, you get to start to know the different size of water. Yeah, what kind of falling. rain is coming down? Oh, that's some soft pitta patter right there. <laughs> Oh, we had some intense baby, rain today. that's just the Northwest blues, baby. <laughs> but here we get hot down. rain, which I appreciate. And today I went, I had to run some errands and pick up an item we got framed. And then I went to the dry cleaners to pick up my sequin dress from my bachelor party and drop off some blouses. Anyway, from walking into the dry cleaners to do that, which is like a two minute interaction. It went from like barely raining to like torrential downpour. I had to like run, like hang that thing in the car, shut the door, and I was like soaking wet. And then I just left the frame in the car for a while till the rain stopped. So I was like, I don't want to get wet. And then it got beautiful out, or mm-hmm. it became a very yeah. It then it was a nice it was day. beautiful. Yeah, Sunshine. It was sunny. I took the dog for three walks. Yeah, Sean, you've been very active. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, only her nine year old is a morning person. In my house, this is what I was getting at. My mom gets up really early is not a morning person. So she doesn't like to do things early. She likes to slowly do her thing. My dad, on the other hand, was a morning person. It would like be up smoking a cigarette because I smoke a cigarette, drinking coffee in the kitchen always. What a memory to have. Yeah. I'm not being facetious either. I think like- No, I can picture him like with his legs Rockwell. crossed. Yeah, Because he'd have his legs crossed smoking a cigarette. With a newspaper? And only the light above the table would be on because they didn't want to turn on all the lights in the house. Okay. And our rooms were like at the end of that hallway. You've been to that house. Yeah, I have. And I can Now there's it. another family in there. And we had brown, carp brown, shaggy carpet at the time. And the linoleum was like orange and yellow this and is the green house that made and brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's my cute little house that I grew up in. And I feel like the thing, the light over the kitchen, and I'll stop with this, was a brown wicker that looked like a flower. Hmm. Or something like that. My mom will probably correct me because she always lets me know. I remember what that kitchen looks like. Mm-hmm. And the first time I had this sweet, 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 sweet razor clams. <laughs> oh, and. Remember my mom puts up the newspaper to protect She the taped walls. it uh-huh. to the walls. And I'd never seen this before. She uh-huh. taped newspaper to the walls in the fridge. Because when you're frying was, something, it's a disaster. But it was so smart. And it was mm-hmm. so meticulous. And I was like, oh, what a, a neat cooking thing to adapt, to, mm-hmm. to take on. To figure like, it out. Yeah, and if I ever need to, now I know. I was like, mm-hmm. this is interesting. And sure enough, it was a fry show. Like she she breaded. When you have to put it down, you're like, ah, you got to step away. Like, It'll burn you. The, the crumbs were like golden. Crispy, like crunchy. Just as good as a potato can be golden. Mm-hmm. This breading was like a, a golden. Your mom's really good with uh, uh, bread. With Yeah, making bread, breading things. She's good with a lot of things. Oh, yeah. It's funny. So my mom has a new way now where she does like Ritz crackers oh. as the breading member and she bakes it and it's very good. But it took us a little while to get the timing down because you won't, don't want your razor clams to be chewy. You want them to be tender. You don't want, you know, they have to be cooked but not undercooked, blah, blah, blah. The razor clam is an amazing, amazing creature it's that delicious. I was, I know they have them on the East Coast, but they're not the same. The Pacific Northwest razor clam is they're a beautiful- They're fun to dig too. We'll have to go back. We'll just have to plan a trip. I just don't know when we'll do it. Yeah. I, I got to get a way to fly, fly private. Like I wish there was a sponsorship deal. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need to fly private? Well, to take Roxy. Oh, I know. Because I'd, I'd like to, to fly have, her, but I don't want to fly her in-, in I'm a, not putting her below because they get injured. I'm so scared about yeah, for her. Exactly. That's not Does anybody job. fly private? <laughs> Call Joe. <laughs> right. Do you happen to be? Okay. I'm so sorry, Tina, that we got off topic. So only her nine-year-old is a morning person member of high school or has to catch his bus at 630. 
And my understanding is when the states to the west and the more snowy states, they start sooner and have more often the winter months. Yeah, I've heard that, that they, because they factor in so many, like we had flood days, snow days, mm-hmm. you know, and if you don't have to use them, then you end up getting extra random days off. flood days? They'd plan for that. Hmm. Yeah, you schooled, but you couldn't get to school. Ours were just snow days, really. Yeah. We'd have snow days too, but not always. Not as many. Okay, moving on to butt dials. This is what I'm here for. I am forever butt dialing whoever I last texted. I feel bad when it happens. Usually seems to be at bad times, like work or sleeping. Have to remind myself to lock my phone. (laughs) Hope all is good. Tina from Delaware. It's funny, but that's, I'm always worried. Random thing, Tina. So I haven't like accidentally butt dialed people that way. But I've when I post things on Instagram or Pinterest or TikTok, I have to save the video to my phone. And in doing so, I have to scroll to say, send a copy. And then you have to scroll past the people you've recently texted. Uh-huh. And then you have to say, save to phone. And when I do that, like I was just texting with my friend, Christina, because we're getting lunch next week and we were trying to solidify times and days and places. And when I was scrolling past, I was like, don't send Christina this video. <laughs> She'll be like, are you calling me a toxic friend? I feel very attacked. Oh, I felt bad. So uh, Paul and uh, Paul and I- uh, Friend from Florida. Had a conversation over the weekend and he uh, he was mad. Uh, not in a He was way. bummed he was that we didn't get to that, see him and we didn't tell him because we knew he had the surgery. But he lives right there. Yeah. And you we know, usually like see him when we're out there. An hour away and yeah, we'll meet, you know, halfway or something uh, or he comes to the convention. Yeah, one time we got him a ticket and everything. Yeah, so, anyways, we're open to options, but I didn't even think about it. I, I was, uh, I was inconsiderate in my own estimation that I didn't say, "Hey, let's get together," because he had just uh, had a, a surgery and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if he was up for it. The whole night, we still have to tell people. I now. should have said, "Hey, just so you know, we're going to be there," but I didn't think about it. And I, it's basically me having my head up my ass because you know I'm always like, "Well, we're just on the go. You've been really busy. You have to give yourself a little." But you yeah. also have to consider people knowing we're going somewhere because we're right. We're public face, like our Instagrams and stuff. You know, you so I texted there. him um, while I was there and how, how did your surgery go? And he was like, great, man. How's everything go with you? I was like, oh, I'm in Orlando for the week. He's like, what? He was so hurt. Dude, I'm, I'm an hour away. I'm like, I didn't even think about it. And I had, you know, off the top of my head, I'm like, I'm around like a bunch of people. The chance of me getting COVID yeah, is pretty high. Yeah, we thought we were for sure getting COVID. That was one thing, but that, that's just an excuse. You know, the other was, you oh, I didn't want to bother you because you, you you just had a surgery. I didn't think you'd be up for, you know, and I didn't think about it. But so anyways, he was mad. So he was hurt. Not mad. He was but, hurt. Yeah. And then then our video came out on Tuesday. And he was No, but we had made peace by then. Or, yeah, yeah. By yeah, the way, yeah. like not peace. Well, but there was he, never a fight. You're just like, I'm so sorry, dude. I didn't think about it. Anyways, the next day he he texted me and said, oh, you know, I didn't mean to. Yeah, yeah so I'm gruff. so sorry yeah. with the surgery. Like, no I'm, worries, it's hard man. And I'm having hard, yeah. When we were younger, that could have been a fight. But really, as adults, you're like, oh, it was a misunderstanding. And the fact that he reached out was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the next day, I got a. So we get back to work. We release a video. What's the name of the video? 10 Signs of a Toxic Friend. <laughs> <laughs> but and, if anybody in our real life is listening to this, the videos have nothing to do with you. Right. These are things that our audience has requested. Members they're of our community have reached like, out. They're filmed months in advance. Usually at the most, they're like two weeks in advance or at the least. I mean, they're two weeks in advance. 
It has nothing to do with anything. Nothing to do with anything. So we're no. never making videos in reaction to our Unless personal Unless it's just life. me venting, because those are like not really edited. Right. I guess that. So, but that again, those aren't, you know. It's, I just have to I ask felt you. Bad I, that that I don't want. I don't want you to think that I'm thinking this, but I just want to make sure that we're still, you know, we're in good terms. The, he was the, worried the video was about him, and we had to tell him it was not. I was and like, he's no okay. way, man. It's just, you know, it's a coincidence that he goes, okay, cool. I just want to. I appreciated you know, that he asked because I would hate for him to think that yeah, and then not say something just assume, you know, that's it. That's why it's direct, clear communication. I know. And I'm like, where did you learn these skills? Cause the last time we were, you know, all, uh, when we were hanging out and whatnot, we were younger, you know, and he's probably been in therapy and working on himself. Kudos to you, Paul. There you go. Doing it the right way. <laughs> wow. Our dancing dog. She, she just stood right up for the camera. Yeah, Do you think she has to go outside? She wants, she wants us to, to stop. Okay. That well, is where we have to cut it for the baby. She's very needy. And <laughs> she's, she's like, I've given you plenty of time. Okay. Thank you for your letters. Yes, please send in more. We love you guys. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.